Happy Cairo case of the Mondays from Cairo Sushi Family. It's me. It's the new funnel hacking chick of the land, oh. Lacey. Brooke. But Lacey, come on. We don't have. There's not a lot of female funnel hackers. I, I wouldn't say that I am a funnel hacker just yet. You're going I'm, to be. I am dipping my toe in the pond. I started working on some stuff last night. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know me, I do love the tech side of things. I've been, you know, building funnels and landing pages and, you know, websites. I've always, I've always admired that about you. Yeah. Is that you are, um, unlike your husband who just says someone else can do it. <laughs> Don't get shot. <laughs> You're like, no, dude, I got this. Let me try. Yeah, you're, I you're, love that stuff. And that's the money on you where it's like you're going to try it out. But the cool thing is, and this is kind of a tease for you guys out there, um, Lacey and Sean spent a portion, not the weekend, but it was last week after our last episode uh, in uh, Missouri hanging out with one of the biggest funnel hackers of all time, Trey Llewellyn, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, we were really stoked. We spent the entire day there brainstorming. Um, what's great is he's uh, he works like us, which we love. Um, the cool thing was- Which is means he, like, like people that are on meth, but not on meth? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and what was really awesome was um, much like us. I mean, if anybody knows us, anybody's in Black Diamond Club or even Samurai or is around us at all, one of the things that we're known for is having a um, flip chart in our living room at all times. Yeah. And we're just always brainstorming on it. And when people come over, we sit around the kitchen and the living room and do, you know, Tristan, do a bunch of work. But we go, I mean, we go to his house and it's like next level. He has whiteboards all across a entire wall, floor to ceiling. I, I literally had a uh, a startup dude's heart on with that. So uh, I I told Sean that's it. We're putting that in our basement. It's done. Like we are going to get working on because you were working on funnel strategies and systems and what and what's going to be released soon at the Berkshires upcoming event yep. uh, is going to be the billion dollar mission, right? Or is that what we're yeah. calling? We're calling it the billion dollar mission. And it was it was really birthed out of this idea of um, if you've ever heard me speak, is I always say, you know, chiropractic needs to take its rightful place on this planet. And how can we how can we be a part of that? And you know, what we began to realize is even with the 16 specific chiropractic centers, for us as 16 offices to reach a billion dollars in service. And providing that for the world would be very difficult. So I started running numbers and trying to figure this out and realize there's about 70,000 chiropractors in the United States. If we could get just over 1% of them, just over 1%, like around 1,000 chiropractors to have million-dollar practices where they're generating million a million dollars in service to yeah. their communities through chiropractic, we could create a billion dollars in in service through chiropractors. How amazing would that be? Like how how phenomenal would that be for us to be able to get that out to the world? If we could see more chiropractors being more successful, taking care of more people, changing more lives, man, we can really make an impact. That's and the so, That's yeah. the and, and and what you guys came up with over the weekend so looks genius and fantastic. And over the weekend in California, they proved, uh, Billy D and the Cal Jam crew proved that if you put a bunch of chiropractors together, give them something to focus on, Things they can raise happen. a crap load of money. That's 
that's absolutely right. Now, my my I, I preface this because um, one, I did not. So every week I do I do a meme that pisses someone off, like a group oh, off, right? Yeah. You wouldn't be pissed. I prefaced, I prefaced it. I said, look. I believe what they accomplished is really great. Number one, this isn't my content. In fact, someone else sent it to me, but was too afraid. So this is what the this is what part of chiropractors were thinking. Of course, anyone with a common sense is going to say, "Wow, they raised five hundred thousand dollars for vaccines. Why don't we do that for chiropractic research and other stuff?" At time? right now, we're capable. And my job was to show, hey, just to enlighten. Look, amazing! It was done. Two. Wow, what are the possibilities now that we can prove that we can raise at an event over five hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, but Cal Jam proved that it can be done. Let's let's do it again. And so, what you guys are going to be doing is amazing. But where else could we raise money for besides besides research? What could we be raising money for in chiropractic? You think, Lacey? I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, I think research has to be on, on the forefront there. I mean, it's really, really important. And of course, besi um, besides research, I think that we should be donating to our schools, donating to the organizations that support us, you know, um, donating maybe, I don't even know, like it, it's just so big. You could do so much like with a half a million dollars. If we donated a half a million dollars to chiropractic research, imagine the impact we can have. If you yeah. donated a half a million dollars to a school, like imagine the impact they could have. So I, I mean, it's just a lot. You a could vitalistic organization that could put it into yeah. marketing campaigns. I mean, that's one of the things we worked on in the IFCO meeting, right? That's, With, that's exactly you know, where I was going you know, next. Trade organizations are set to defend at times and then at other times set up to go to on the offense. Like what about an offensive campaign, right? Absolutely. So much so you could do. It proved it got done, and there, it was a very heavy, from what I saw on the sidelines and from what I heard and from what uh, my peeps in the street were, it was very heavy, obviously, in the anti-vax. Um, in fact, um, this came out this week. I just found out that the chiropractic straights and mixers are not the only divided camps in a – alignment for a, a similar cause what i mean by that did you know lacy that there are ultra right vaccine camps and then kind of medium ground vaccine there's actually vaccine anti-vaccine camps that hate <laughs> each other now I'm really out. well yeah. i mean so i'm not surprised <laughs> how this was sparked was uh dr heather wolfson uh dr jack wolfson's wife the, the the wolfson doctors i love jack wolfson i got to hang out with him a couple times um apparently went up on stage uh showed a photo of a chiropractic or a, a, a chiropractic kid who was vaccinated i don't know the full story someone can fill in and put in the dots that'd be great but uh i, I guess literally said on stage something about uh now this child will be um or this kid will be masturbating forever on his parents' couch. Something to that effect. Wait, and, what? Um, no. Yeah. Like, on stage. Like, on stage. I, I don't even understand the context of that. Like, where does that even come from? Does somebody actually know this story? Anybody know what really happened? I mean, we, you and I, won't, we weren't there. There had to be some, I, I, I don't know. There had to be. What, what, I'm, guess, what I'm gathering is, uh, and this came out over the weekend, is uh, it was uh, uh, I, I don't know if you guys can fill in the, in the in the gaps in the comments for us, um, but 
apparently, yeah, something was said, and there's been apologies asked for um, wow. from the CalJam leadership, from the Wolfsons. Uh, apparently, this just crossed over. Now, where this led to was all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing all these comments, and I'm going, I'm seeing this comment, opposed opposition or something like that. And apparently – some of the big names like Del Bigtree, who is at CalJam, mm -hmm. are considered in certain vaccine camps to be controlled opposition. That's what it was. Control, meaning huh. they're set up by actual big pharma to act like they're against. I mean, this is so crazy to me. I mean, it's like the biggest. It's like total conspiracy theory. Is this it? Like it's, a it's insane. I have no. I and I will put my own personal opinion on this. I don't think that to be true. Yeah, I don't either. What happens in today's age of social media, people's opinions, how deep we go down into theories and ideas about uh, camps. And that all I felt good about after that was, I guess the straight mixer debate ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but you know what, though? I mean, from I mean, if we're talking conspiracies, if you just watch uh, politics in general and any political campaign, I mean, you know that there's stuff that goes goes down where people are paid to be plants uh, to do certain things. What What about that? What about that? Uh, Jesse? What's his name? Oh, Jesse's mullet. No, uh, that's Jesse's mullet is from uh, Jesse's girl. No, uh, Jesse, right? The guy that like a couple of weeks ago um, got beat up. He's from Empire. Yeah, he set up his own beating and he claimed it to be white people that beat him up, right? And then yeah, because apparently he wanted to get some, you know, PR. So listen, there's a lot of things that people do that we would never expect. Um, but I mean, so again, it's not a far-fetched conspiracy theory. And uh, it could be true, but you're right. I don't think it's Del Big Tree. <laughs> That's not we're not, not comments, the plant. But I gotta shout out Bradley Burgess because I see this on the other page. I heard a chiropractor near me telling me a patient her brother's hands treble because their grandparents had sex with goats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> with that, <laughs> we're gonna bring it out, <laughs> Doctor Adam. On that note, Doctor yeah. Adam. <laughs> That's great. I come in on that note, huh? That's awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, if chiropractor's going to rock, it's probably going to take some goat action. Oh, right? uh, uh, whatever it takes. So, I'll dude, take one for the team. Good dude. We are we are weeks away from your first ever chiropractic rocks. Um, Ken, chiropractic rock again, and tell us how you're going to make it rock. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Billy D for this weekend, buddy. He crushed it. I mean, I can still remember when uh, Cal Jam was a hundred people in a, a high school cafeteria 15 wow. years ago. And I was like, wow, why would they call this Cal jam and look at it now? So he really instilled resurgence into the profession. Um, you know, he energized our base and, you know, if anybody could do it, Billy D could. So that's, that's our objective is to follow in his footsteps and just, um, you know, just bring, bring the profession together. I know it's a daunting cat uh, task, but, uh, you know, we need to breathe life back into this profession and unite behind a common cause, which is to promote chiropractic uh, on a global level. And when you were talking about what we could do with half a million dollars and Lacey, you know, Lacey nailed it and both of you nailed it, is we need to educate the public about the benefits of chiropractic. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I mean, I think the research is already there. Uh, you know, we've it's been proven over and over. It goes all the way back to the 1930s with A.D. Speransky, 
who yeah. was the father of modern medicine, and he proved chiropractic back then. I mean, BJ even talks about him in the green books. He's got like 15 pages dedicated to A.D. Sparanski, mm -hmm. who, again, he was like the, 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 the MD's version of BJ, who talked about mechanical pressure on the nervous system being one of the primary causes of the genesis of disease. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the research has been there forever. Now we just got to get the word out to the public and have them appreciate that chiropractic is more than mm -hmm. just headaches, neck pain and back pain, because that's what they think we do. And, you know, people come into your, their, to our office with that goal in mind. And, and as chiropractors, we have to address their treatment goals. You, you can't take them on day one and try to turn them into lifetime chiropractic patients mm -hmm. because you know bottom line is is it we're good at, at treating headaches neck pain and back pain but like dane donahue said give them what they want but show them what they could have you know so it, it's you have to transition them into understanding what chiropractic really is mm -hmm. which is optimal health through a, a properly functioning nervous system and, and it's such a sound I'm going to use the word philosophy, but it is actually a science. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, Tristan and, and Lacey, one of the things I'm facing with this Chiropractic Rocks event is as I reach out to members of our profession and tell them how we're going to try to breathe life back into this profession through the, a philosophically based um, convention and event, the feedback I get is just disheartening i get mm -hmm. i get chiropractors coming back on oh no i'm just an evidence-based doctor none of this philosophy stuff you know and then they, they then they block me so i can't respond thank god because it would turn into a war but, you know, <laughs> I mean, our philosophy is evidence-based right so, so you know i mean that i think that is one of the primary things i was listening to ron oberstein speak this weekend where he was, he was talking about critical mass and how many people are actually under chiropractic care versus how many people have actually ever experienced chiropractic care. It's a big difference. Question Lacey asks all the time in, in, a, in a different way, but yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and so, you know, the thing is, is that we're failing in the delivery of our message because we're, we're basically falling into that, that whole concept of, yes, we are uh, pain doctors. That's what we do. And when you're out of pain, then you're out of care. Well, you know, where people come into our office and we tell them, look, you know, you ever hear the old saying, once you go to the chiropractor, you always got to go. And they go, oh, yeah, I've heard that. And I go, exactly. That's exactly what it is in this office. We are a wellness based office. We're not an urgent care office. And the chiropractic is a lifestyle. And, and, and you know, then we explain it to them the way that we understand it. And it's not really like you have to sell it. You just explain it to people the way you understand it. And it makes so much sense that they, they get it and then they want it for them and their family and their kids. And, and it, it just, it just I, I hate to use that word convert, but it it does, it converts them into chiropr a chiropractic lifestyle, which is wellness through a properly functioning nervous system. And it's just, it's such a sound uh, science-based philosophy that that's where I think the money needs to go. You know, yeah, I think that's and that's a difficult thing. I got to say, like, because, you know, you hear this thing. Well, you got to give them what they want and then you have show them what life could be, which I agree with. But I think actually what's happened to us is we've too much tried to give them what they think they want because they think they want neck and back and pain relief. And if you start to step into give them what they want, then that's where we lose our philosophy and we become pain management doctors. But what we really need to give them 
is what they actually need. They just don't even know that they need it because they don't know that it exists, right? Exactly. That's, that's, exactly. that's where we need to start changing our messaging is it's not about you walking in here and telling me what you what you want. It's about what you actually need. And then we're going to show you what life could look like after you get that. Right. Exactly, Lacey. And it's yeah. a daunting task. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do because we have insurances involved. Right. And so with insurances, you have to have objective findings and positive orthopedic tests and diagnoses. And so, you know, when you play the insurance game, it, yeah. it kind of dictates that mode of treatment, which is pain relief. So yeah. you, difficult. You need, to, you need to transition them away from um, pain relief into just wanting to stay well. Mm -hmm. So it, it's um, but, you know, there, there's a, a deep and bitter divide uh, throughout our profession with people like there's so many different um factions in chiropractic and i think i think that sean you know sean dill your husband <laughs> put it better than anybody is that we can have unity without uniformity right you know we just need to all get on the same page behind a common cause and when you ask what we're going to do at chiropractic rocks we're trying to bring all the these diversified factions together under one roof um to to unite behind a common cause and i'm telling everybody look leave your pistols at the door you know, leave your guns at the door. Let's get in there and, and unite behind this common cause, which is for to, to promote the future of chiropractic. You know, it's it's kind of scary at this stage. I mean, I feel like I'm 18 years old, but you know, I, I was I was fortunate enough to have met the, the great pioneers of our profession, the Reggie Golds, the Sid Williams, the you know, the Jim Zigafus is the James Parkers. I mean, these guys, I, 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 I was astute enough to appreciate what I had in front of me at the time. That's but great. every one of those guys are, are no longer here. I mean, mm -hmm. they're gone, you know, and they've, they've passed the torch onto us. And now I started thinking, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to be 60 here in a couple of weeks, you know, and, and I'm thinking, damn, I, I'm, I'm the, that, la I'm that last of that generation that's going to pass the torch on to the next generation. And we, we need to do it in, in a manner that that ensures the future preservation of our profession. All right, I'm going to be a little bit of an asshole here. Then and I love you. No, I like you, Tristan. Okay, I don't know, but but this is this is. A, <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to throw something out there. Okay, now Cal Jam put you just mentioned some names. Billy puts up uh, pictures of Barge, Reggie, Dee Dee, and BJ up. I think for years he's used them in like poses, like Beatles examples, stuff like that. Okay. Right. Um, Reggie would say, don't talk about vaccines. Now we, so we, 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 we say we don't have these in these leaders anymore, but I feel like we didn't listen to what the leader said to do. Mm. I, I'm just, I'm just saying that. And, 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 and are we, are we just saying to use these people just because they're old or they're dead and, and it, they represent some are we are we not honoring what they actually asked us to do? I mean, I literally watched a video interview with Reggie Golden Billy that one cracks the shit out of me because literally Reggie's sitting there like a pimp with like this like <laughs> Reggie style, right? And Billy's like, dude, we gotta tell the world about this. And, and Reggie's like, No, you don't. Well, I don't watch TV. TV books up the TV's irrelevant, Billy. It's about vertebral subluxation. So mm -hmm. are, I, I'm I'm really I'm not trying to I, I guess I am trying to challenge and say. 
you know, what, why, why do we talk about vaccines then if we're, if we're going to say it, and then. So, Tristan, there is something to be said about what, you know, everybody says standing on the shoulders of giants, but you, if you're going to stand on them, you need to stand upon which they stood for. Right. And so listen, like these guys always put chiropractic first. It was about the detection and correction of vertebral subluxation um, when necessary. And that's what they were about because it was about, that was what chiropractic is about. It's about removing a vertebral subluxation so that you can adapt. Right. And that's where I think we miss the mark because if we just put chiropractic first, every single time, then naturally people will step into a lifestyle the same way we have as chiropractors that empower them to make decisions not to vaccinate their kids, that empower them to make decisions relative to the food they put in their mouth, that empower them to make decisions on how they interact and how they have relationships. And that's again, by putting chiropractic first. And that's what those guys did. And so again, I think we get so concerned sometimes with these other components of this lifestyle and this healthy living and what it should look like. But if we just worked on vertebral subluxation, analyzing it and correcting it and let people live a life free of nervous system interference, they will step into that lifestyle without us forcing them to do so. And that's what I think. And that's the message that I I have gotten from the greats. And that's the message that I have read that's woven within the chiropractic philosophy in the green books is that's what it's about first. That's what I, I think. I, I think that was so eloquently put. And, and I agree with you 100%. It's not that we're anti this, is that we're pro chiropractic. Pro, exactly. You know, is, is, you know, if, if you explain chiropractic the way we understand it, and then the question will naturally come up. Well, what about vaccines? What about that? And, and instead of focusing so much on dissing vaccines, you just focus more on promoting chiropractic and make, making people understand that it's, it's, it's not necessary in your opinion, because I don't always try to, I don't try to enforce my way of thinking on other people. I just go, well, if it were me, that's how I always start, yeah. start the conversation. If it were me, I right. would look, I would look deeper into it. And, you know, um, there, there's, there's always, you know, first of all, the, the Hippocratic Oath is, first of all, do no harm, right? right. First of all, do no harm. So you got to weigh the benefits and, and the harmful effects of, of putting those types of toxins into your body. I mean, their, their objective is one thing, but it also does this. And they, they like to um, categorize that as side effects. And I tell people there's no such thing as a side effect. It is the effect of that particular drug. You know, they, it's not the desired effect, so that's how they categorize it. But you got to understand that it does all of these things. So how, you know, just do you really want that small benefit, possible small benefit for for the, these also p potential harmful effects on your children? You know, I mean, yeah. the thing the thing about vaccines that, that really blows me away is that you know they're vaccinating these kids at such a young age, you know, before the blood brain barrier is even formed. So whatever they mm -hmm. put into the, to the body is is absolutely going to cross the blood brain brain barrier and cause neurological deficit. That's a given. So I, I am not a hundred percent anti-vaccine. I just think that if you're going to do it, you know, don't do it in these mass doses and and do it one at a time. Not not um, and do it after the age of like four or five years old once the kid's mm -hmm. immune system has developed. Well, yeah. now, now you're now you're controlled opposition, Adam. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, you know what? You're right. But in in, in that same no, sense, no, no, no. I, I, I'm just I'm just teasing you, bro. And I and I'm grateful that you an, you answered that you answered response. And I wasn't challenging you. I was kind of challenging all of us. And hey, thought process. What? I said you're challenging the th challenging the thought process out there. Oh, Every, all of it. I mean, my first seminar, I had lasers there, and I got a ton of shit for it. You know, and so I mean, it's it's. It is what it is. I want to encourage people to get the cut because running out of time, but chiropracticrocks.us. Uh, this is going to be in Reno. It's going to be an amazing three-day uh, ode and love affair to chiropractic. Uh, everyone, let me tell you who's coming across the sea, uh, uh, who I'm excited to give a hug to. Uh, Jonathan Verderame, uh, Travis Corcoran, who I think is one of the biggest rising stars Absolutely. and people that I would listen to. In chiropractic today, Ryan Reader's coming over um, from across uh, the, the 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 sea. Uh, also included are some uh, rock stars in chiropractic today, including uh, George Curry, Liam Schubel, both presidents of the Vitalistic organizations out there. Um, you also have my favorite my favorite X ray guy, Cliff Cliff Tao, um, oh. who I adore, and uh, and then you have some non chiropractors, including myself. Uh, Jimmy Chester and uh, Haley Jules, who just killed it at our event. Um, I'm really excited for this for uh, for a three day weekend in Reno. It's a beautiful place, Adam. Give us your final Shark Tank pitch for those listening out there to get their <laughs> tickets. Well, we do. We have an all star cast, and, and I just feel so honored. You forgot to mention Sean Dill, and I'm glad you mentioned yourself yeah. because uh, you know you're a rock star in, in in your own right, brother. I mean, you do so much for chiropractic, and I appreciate you. There's another guy coming mm -hmm. from across the pond. Is my uh, my roommate or my classmate from college is uh, Mark Feldman. He's an mm -hmm. unknown. Wait till this guy takes the stage. There's a reason I made him the MC. He is nice. the wittiest, sharpest guy on the planet, and he is going to rock it. So you know, it, it's our first year. We want to hit it out of the park. You know, you never know what to expect. I mean, we're getting good numbers. People are registering on a steady basis. I think now the Cal Jam is over. People can refocus on, oh, now we've got this coming down the pike. But anything we can do to promote it and get the word out, uh, you know, I I, I, I don't I, – we, we just had someone else contact me uh, about wanting to speak for us. And I'm going to throw it out there because I think I'm going to try to – make some space for him but ted corin just contacted us going hey how come i'm not on stage mm -hmm. so i'm gonna make room for him somehow some well, way your ego no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> well and, and i've been contacted by a number of other chiropractors like high profile chiropractors going hey how come i'm not speaking for you and i was like wow you would really consider okay. well, let me, let, let's give you let's give you some uh it, from from me and lacy let's give adam some advice in dealing with that uh, because I dealt with that my first year too, Adam. And here is my here is my 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 answer. Why don't you come out and support the first year? We're already fully booked up, and yeah. then we'll see as we grow together, and then see who answers that call because it's usually a lot less. Right. I like, I like it. it. I like it. Well, thank you for that advice because I am new at this, and both of you have been down this road. And and hey, I want to send a shout out for your your boot camp in uh, Miami in June. That's going to rock. You guys are, are, are just – every time I come to one of your events, it's always a quality event, and, and we're going to try to follow suit. Uh, I learned a lot by watching you that first year, Tristan, and just uh, 
no, no, I, you were running crazy. And I, 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 you know, I pulled you aside and said, hey, brother, if there's any one bit of advice you could give me, what would it be? And you, you told me, don't do it all by yourself. Have other people on your team. And I, I got a rock star team. I got Dr. Teresa Sines. I got uh, Tara Griswold. I've, I've got Mark Feldman. All these guys are chiming in. And, and it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rocking event. Um, you know, we really want to try to raise the bar a little on this. Um, but it's, it's, please, everybody go there, chiropracticrocks.us. We team together. Come on, that's awesome. Uh, and on Sunday, yeah, we got a ski bus. We already uh, set up a, a deal with Mount Rose uh, to give us a major discount. We're going to provide transportation up there and back. So, and with all the snow they got up there, it's going to be shorts and t shirt weather. I can't wait. So, please awesome, spread the dude. word. Get people, oh, and right now, if you use uh, promo code Reno25, all capital letters, we're giving $25 off. We're going to take that $25 and donate it back to chiropractic, and you can get the second ticket at half price. Actually, second, third, fourth, and fifth. You get one, and every one after that you can get for half price. We're we're having a fire sale right now. We really want to fill the house, and, um, and I appreciate this opportunity to actually uh, extend that invitation to everyone. Thank awesome. you, Adam. You guys can go to chiropracticrocks.us, reserve your tickets there. You can use the code that Adam just mentioned, March 28th, March 30th, 2019 in Reno. I'm going to be there. Dr. Sean Hill's going to be there. We're going to be partying up a storm in Reno and celebrating uh, chiropractic all weekend. Thank you, Adam, for giving us some time and sharing with us today, brother. Oh, thank you for having me on, Lacey. It was, it was an honor to share the, the screen with you, and um, we'll see you in Reno. Thank you so much. See you Have there, a good buddy. Nice guy. He's such a good, nice guy. So I didn't get to talk yeah. to him about the nose. You put him on the guy. spot. You put him on the spot. <laughs> I did. But you know what? He's, he's, he's right in what he's saying. I get, and, and no one's wrong or right. We're going to talk cognitive dissonances again in we a little are. bit. It's a good lead in for that. But um, yeah, I mean, so, uh, Lacey, tell me about you love to shop. When do you get buyers? <laughs> what, what, what do you get buyers' remorse on from time to time? You no, know, it's really funny. I was. I was reading this article and it was talking about buyer's remorse. And I thought, you know, I don't really get that anymore. There was a time where I would buy things on a whim, buy um, impulsively. And then the next day I would be like, why did I buy that? Am I ever going to wear that? You yeah. know, it was always clothes or shoes. But as I've aged and gotten older and wiser and really stepped into my style and who I am, I know what I like. And I buy things that I love and I don't regret the next day. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't really have it anymore, but I would say when I was younger, it was always clothes and shoes. You'd buy them and then when would it hit? Oh, yeah. You can ask, I'm sure every woman out there has something in their closet that they bought that still has the tag on it that you just never wore. You bought it, you were talked yourself into it and then you never wore it. It happens all the time. Mine is, um, Ever since we did that trip, uh, you, me, Lena, and Sean to uh, the Brickle Club, and I learned uh, the power of buying bottles, uh, the next yeah. day I, I'm always kind of like, I have a little buyer's remorse about that bottle last, or those three yeah. bottles last. <laughs> yep, yep. Number one, because it hurts your pocket. Number two, because it hurts your body. So, <laughs> you know, it's like well, a double. Hey, you only live once. So, yeah, so buyer's remorse. We've been talking the last couple of weeks about – Cognitive dissonance, uh, which is a period of mental discomfort caused by conflicting beliefs and attitudes. And that's exactly 
what buyer's remorse is. I wonder if I really need this car. I wonder whether I should have bought the car at all. I wonder if I made the right choice. So having these multiple thoughts that conflict with each other, um, did you know, the? let's go over the reasons for most buyer's remorse um, based on uh, recent studies. The highest reasons is it didn't meet our expectations. Mm. Number two. Powerful. Note that, everybody. Yeah, because yeah, we're going to come back to that, right? Didn't mm -hmm. end up using. Number two. Number three is too much money. Number four is I found a better deal. And number five is they really they actually didn't need it. And um, so number one, remember that note that down, didn't meet expectations. Most common items, you just talked about Lacey with clothing, shoes, uh, house, buying a house is on there. Exercise oh. equipment is high up on there. Vehicles, okay. um, grocery foods are, are um, I, I would imagine so after you eat the foods like the Oreos. Maybe, or maybe you didn't use it, but I, 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 I'm Italian. I've never regretted buying any food. So <laughs> yeah. I, that one was weird for me. So yeah. what, what the article also, the study and articles go into is, is people buy, when they buy objects, when they buy consumables, so customer, yeah. that's when the higher ratio of, of buyer's remorse comes in. But when they buy experience, there's a lower ratio of buyer's remorse. So let's talk about those two things, experience and what causes the highest ratio, which is didn't hit my expectation and related right. back to, to tick. Well, and I think that that's actually really interesting because I would guess because of the way, I mean, I talk to people all day long, talk to chiropractors all day long. And I would bet that most chiropractors think that when people are, um, leaving their offices, not finishing out their care plans, not finishing out the recommendations, that it's because it's too expensive. Because that's the default answer that patients will give you. Well, it's too much money. I can't afford it anymore. But that's not typically the truth. What they're really saying is somewhere along the line, I've lost trust and cre uh, trust in you. You're not as credible. I, you know, this particular thing. You told me I was going to experience A, B, and C, and I didn't get it. Or they had falsified expectations in their head that you never gave them transparency and set the expectations. And now they're leaving because they thought it was going to be something it was not. Right. Mm -hmm. And that happens all the time. And one of the things that I coach people on is being transparent with expectations. Mm. Your job from the moment that a person steps into the office to the moment that you're delivering the doctor's report is to make sure that you clearly define and set up expectations, that you're addressing any potential objections or issues that may come down the line that and may bubble up right away so that they never said to you, well, you never talked about that. You never told me that. If you can address all of that from day one, even though they may forget, you can always bring it back to, well, remember when I told you in the very first day that there was going to be times where you, your pain came back, your issues came back, your digestive system got worse, where you couldn't sleep again. Like if you can set the expect expectation in the stage from the very beginning, you will create lifetime clients. Do you think uh, and that was just gold, guys? And that, that if you guys take notes on that, um, one of the other reasons was third reason was they second reason was they didn't end up using, um, and then too much money. And I want to bring those two together real quick because I know 
um, at the specific centers, you guys train to have um, a, what I would call is a, a low touch point with, with the, the money exchange, meaning people are typically on monthlies and, and our partners over at Cash Practice are advocates of this uh, monthly, monthly, monthly. Um, but that also coincides with membership practices, which it's not similar to where they didn't end up using. The point I'm trying to get to is one of the things I see, and I'm going to talk in, in about a half an hour, you guys, just as a heads up, I'm doing a live with Dan Bay over at Close for Cairo, who teaches chiropractors oh, how, how to increase their prepaid volume. Is there a risk with higher prepaids? I mean, in chiropractic, does that end up being something where maybe someone shelled out $4,500 or $4,000 no. for a case? Or is that something we should be concerned about? Or No, we undercharge no. for chiropractic, by okay. golly. I mean, yeah. like, let's be real. Like, the reality of it is, is we're going in there and we're allowing, we're removing vertebral subluxation and allowing people to live um, a life free of nervous system interference. There's no value. I mean, that's invaluable. You can put a value on that. We yes. undercharge for chiropractic. So, no, your job is to, if you have a high price point um, in your office, your job, again, is to, Make them understand the value. Value is a perceived thing. So you you need to create an experience and an environment and uh, communicate in a way that people begin to understand the value of chiropractic. And once they do that, then you realize that you're undercharging every single day. Not an issue at all. Cool, cool, cool. Guys, thanks for joining us. We got some tips coming up. But first, some house cleaning. First of all, Lacey, I don't know. So I'm asking, is there any room left at the BDC sales workshop? No, I think we're actually sold out. Okay, forget that then. Okay. <laughs> what else we got cooking up, guys? We have summer camp tickets. Uh, I'm going to tell you that uh, now with, uh, like like Adam said, with Cal Jam and Parker being over, it's time to really start putting your plans together. We put an FAQ on the come to summercamp.com website. We've released three of the speakers. Um, Barbara Eaton being the latest announcement. Uh, we're going to be rolling out some more speakers slowly, methodically, strategically. Let me say um, something on that. Let yeah. me say something on this because I think this is important to note. Um, the things like, like Cal Jam, like Cal Jam is a great space for you to get reignited and reinfused and get that adrenaline and get that dipped in the spiz and you know get that fire and back yes, in your belly <laughs> for chiropractic <laughs> you know things like uh the berkshire experience that's a place where you chiropractic rocks where you get dipped deeper into the philosophy um the understanding of chiropractic oh, wait, the communication on. scott garber said today that you just oh. brought a ticket that TickEvent.com is coming up, guys. We're going to all three, me, Sean, and Lisa are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Scott did a comment, said he will donate every today's only registration to anyone who registers today. The, the, the proceeds are going to a chiropractic organization. Thank you, Scott Garber, for that. Thank you, Scott. I love that. But and what I'm saying you is were saying that, all those great events. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so th that's a place where you, you get that solid foundation of the understanding of chiropractic, which you need to st stand upon in order to be successful. The thing that's cool about summer camp is summer camp is where you can learn the business mechanisms that will take you to that million dollar practice. 
Yeah. You're not getting that anywhere else, right? And you need all of those components. You need to be dipped in the philosophy. You need to be able to communicate. You need to have an understanding. You need to get that fire lighted up. But most importantly, you know, you can understand chiropractic, but if you can't freaking sell chiropractic, if you can't run a sound business, you're not going to get to that $1 million mark. We want you to get there. Summer camp is bringing the best business minds outside of our profession. Amazing, too. amazing business best minds. business minds to teach you business strategies for you to have exponential growth. So I'm going to ask the audience because Tom Bilyeu said last year, it's go for the referral, not for the like sale. Mm. If you guys know any young entrepreneurs out there, because this is not just an event for chiropractors. If you know any young entrepreneurs out there, let them know about summer camp. Let them know that this is a great place for them to start, to network, to get foundational stuff in operations, sales, marketing. Um, so now I'm not selling to you right now, but if you can think of a young entrepreneur, I know we all know someone who just started a business, home-based, brick and mortar, online, doesn't matter. Tag them, share with them, let them know they need to come to summer camp. Go to come to summercamp.com. Uh, we have our lowest pricing currently going on right now. Um, and then lastly, and then we'll get to our tips. Uh, it is going to be the summer of love. Lacey was talking about you have to be able to speak and communicate earlier. Yep. And sell tick. You got to learn how to talk and communicate with your voice. You guys can go to bit.ly.summerlove19, bit.ly forward slash summerlove19, get four free videos from Roger Love and or get his um, access to his uh, complete uh, on-demand uh, course, which people are loving. The They're loving it. For it. They're loving it. You use promo code Cairo to get a $50 discount on that. Um, so we have a lot going on. I'm going to give my tip of the week. Uh, I looked back last week, Lacey, at an email I sent out, and um, I'm going to be blunt. I don't have the best grammar. I like to use Grammarly, which is tools and software. But I was I was like waiting for the replies back that I would get the uh, – it was the, – the, the, the problem I had was I, I did the your, right? You know, the Y-O-U-R versus the Y-O-U-R, <laughs> yeah. you know, past three – and I, it's very common for me. It's been a common since I was young. And it's just my brain goes so fast sometimes. Now, once I can look at that and go, you're not neat. Well, I'm obviously not the neatest person in the world. Okay, that's cool. Um, the other side could say, wow, he gets a lot of shit done and he does more and more stuff. that He does the work of three people. You, do. you can make the argument for either side. I'm cool with either or. But one of the things that, that came back for me, and this is kind of a simple playbook strategy, is, um, you know, I think people don't write because they're so worried about their own grammar and punctuations yep. that they forget they need to write how they talk. And so one of my tips and strategies are for marketing and copywriting is write how you talk. Don't be so concerned to with your grammar, your punctuation, how neat you look. Get it done, number one. Number two people resonate with how you're, you're typically going to have a conversation with them. So when you're thinking of your writing, think in conversation form, not in, um, I would call it bullhorn form, where you're trying to make an announcement or so, write from a style of having a conversation with them. Uh, years ago, last two years, actually, uh, Josh Fetcher was going to be a speaker at summer camp this year. Um, we, we, he's 
uh, a really great upcoming social media guru. We actually got someone a bigger name than him. He's okay with me saying that. Yeah. But Josh developed something called Broetry. And Broetry was a style of long form copy where it was kind of, kind of going back to the days of um, the hipster writers in the 50s and the 60s where it was stream of consciousness and just writing your thoughts out line by line by line. And one of the reasons that works so well is one, it's really easy to read on mobile devices. So having spaces between, so don't write in chunks of big, big paragraphs, but it's two, it's exactly how your head and your conversations are. So um, if you want to, we, we dive into that deeper in Samurai, we call it broetry, or if women are writing it, we call it hoetry. Uh-oh, I just said it. <laughs> but write how you want to talk. Don't worry, ladies, I'll give Tristan a good kick when I see him next. <laughs> <laughs> right how you want to talk. Hey, I didn't say he was masturbating on a couch. Till now, so. um, anyway, Fair enough. <laughs> right how you want to talk. Right like you talk is my tip of the week. And I, yeah. and I will of, tell you, every, everything that I've ever read on writing good copy nowadays talks about that. Just write the way that you speak and people will connect with you even more. Um, my tip of the week. So we were talking about buyer's remorse. Uh, one of the things that we have in that we talk about in Black Diamond Club is the BDC sales ladder, which we'll be talking about at our sales workshop in a couple days. Um, but one of the strategies on the sales ladder is the morning after, okay? Because remorse happens the morning after, um, as college students can tell you over and over. But the reality of it is. No. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I was talking about your three bottle nights, but okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Put your mind in the gutter. I'm sure a lot of other people did that. But here's the deal. So you in your office, you in your business, you need to have a strategy in place that addresses the morning after potential remorse. Yeah. So when somebody signs up with you and they decide to get under care, you know, back, I remember back in the day, they used to call this doctor's first call. Where the doctor would pick up the phone and just say, you know, hey, Mary, I'm just calling. I'm checking in on you. Wanted to see how you were doing. Remember, that's exactly what we talked about. It's exactly what we expected to happen. Right. But now you can do the morning after in so many different ways. You can address potential buyer's remorse through an email, through a text message, through a phone call. But what you want to do in effect is tell them you're in the right place and you made the right choice. We're going to get you exactly where you want to go, go, and you're going to, you're going to have the life that you're looking for, right? So whatever that looks like for you, figure out what your morning after strategy can be and make sure you have that additional touch point with those individuals that come into your office. Because again, that will nip that uh, potential remorse right in the bud and take care of it right there and then and remind them that they made the right decision. That's my tip of the week. Awesome tip, guys. We'll be back next week. Same bet time, same bet channel. Thank you guys for uh, hanging with us. And if there's any time that you want some topics for uh, Lacey and I to dive into, please throw them in the comments. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll dive into them and turn them into tips of the week for you guys. Peace.